Welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio, have you been being a gentleman this week? Well, see, it's like this. Um, After Sunday nights. Okay, you're going to rub this in. Okay, go ahead. After Sunday night. I I I packed up the the Wrestling PV Championship, Mm -hmm. and I brought it back home with me to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And when my plane landed, I was... Mobbed by all these fans wanting autographs Mobbed and by fans. pictures. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I look up and I see my good friend TJ Logan with a scowl on his face and mm-hmm. a pointing finger accusing me of cheating and being in collusion with Miguel Cole. <sighs> now I could have yelled back, we could have gotten into a screaming match. However, being a gentleman that I am, I simply said, I'm sure you're, I'm quite sure you're mistaken about that, sir. Folks, that last 60 seconds brought to you by the legendary <laughs> imagination of the gentleman, Elio Canella. <laughs> Elio, not very gentleman-like of you. How's your, how's your real week been, besides rubbing in you <laughs> and Miguel cheese? <laughs> um, my week's been pretty, my weekend's, my week's been pretty great. Well, you know what? Our our week went in wrestling watching up exponentially because New Japan threw a bunch of shows out there. It's been a busy yes, week did. for us. <laughs> wow, very busy week. Well, you know what? Uh, why don't we get into the rumblings first of all? Talk about what's going okay. on our, around our indie world. Uh, looking in right now, first of all, um, injuries. Only one injury to report this week of any note. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Haskins of ROH gone down with a mm-hmm. partial tear in his calf. Painful. Oh, okay. That's going to put him out for a while. This British star has been looking pretty good. He was recently on ROH TV, so it's uh, kind of sad to see this sort of timing. Yeah, he was on uh, last night's episode. Yeah, so we're going to go over that, but uh, kind of bad timing, I guess. Uh, Some other things to look at. In uh, MLW, um, Dago. Do you remember Dago? He is uh, scheduled to return. Last time we saw him, uh, I believe Low-Key was puncturing his ear during a match. He's been out now for... He's been out of MLW for a good six, six to eight episodes, so he's back. Okay. And uh, MLW is going to be bringing in Jimmy Havoc from uh, England, uh, well-known uh, hardcore-style wrestler. Uh, moving over to ROH, ROH, PJ Black, your old friend uh, Gabriel there. Uh, yes. PJ Black signs with contract. He'll be uh, now exclusively with ROH. And, of course, ROH's biggest news of the week had to be Jay Lethal reaching 646 days combined as the world champion. That puts him as the man wow. who's held that belt the most in the history of ROH. Wow. Um, 600, what was that number again? 646 days. 
646 days as ROH champion for Jay Lethal. Yes, and that's a combined though, folks. Not that's not one straight run. That's right. that's a combined that's two combined, or three runs, right. but uh, that's still pretty incredible in this day and age. Yep. Now, um, some weird. We usually don't talk about Evolve, but there was a bit of a note I had to say. Is uh, the WWE has ro- loaned Ricochet from NXT UK, uh, NXT uh, Wrestling over to Evolve for a couple matches? So Ricochet will be making some indie appearances. Oh, okay. That'll be a very I interesting. Think, I, I think I'd be so lost with that uh, with that company because they have so many pay per views. I don't know what number they're up to now. Yeah, it's you know, and I wish we could get it more consistent. I mean, it's, it's even something if we had enough people who wanted us to try and cover it, we would. But uh, it's kind of sporadic the footage we managed to get or the chances we get yeah, to see evolve. That would that would be adding even more hours. Yeah, I think there'd be already. even more time added in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weird out of the NWA. There's another place we don't take much news from, but. Uh, the NWA is launching a digital series right now uh, titled One Nation, which will be uh, focusing on the NWA national champion, Willie Mack, and his struggles oh, and whatnot. Okay. So I'm actually interested. We've seen Willie Mack in uh, Lucha Underground. We've seen him in MLW. We've seen yep. him all over the place. So a part of me is a little bit interested in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last bit of things I want to talk about in the rumblings is, is sort of rumors. And uh, it's an interesting rumor because everywhere I've checked, nobody's 100% sure about this. But uh, Mm. the rumor uh, started with Chris Jericho claiming that the Lucha Brothers had signed exclusive contracts to AEW. However, however. Here we go. Yeah. However, many promoters in that have still pointed out that this is not true, that they have... Uh, matches coming up with these guys that are they're still the lucha brothers are still telling everyone they are not signed exclusive contracts i'm not sure what it is some people have said that it may come down to the fact that they have a handshake deal saying that they will wrestle for aew but it will not be exclusive they will still do mlw and uh and roh and other places that we've seen them compete in and impact now see if if they want to if they want to start promoting their company I don't think spreading rumors like that would be a good way to start, though. You know what? Um, over the last little while, we've seen uh, some questionable posts by Chris Jericho in the last two weeks. And as much as he's a big name, I've got to think he's a bit of a detriment by not watching what he's saying. You know? Yes. I mean, he came out there, uh, I believe, like a last week sometime. He tweeted out that, uh, oh, WWE, don't worry. We only want maybe six or eight of your guys. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It was taken down quickly. However, it got out there. And no, because I I also found a piece of news uh, where apparently AEW offered uh, some sort of a deal to a top name in a top WWE name. Mm-hmm. And who was that? But, uh, I don't recall like when who it was. I just like glanced at the article real quick, but well, that, you know, I don't even think it said. I don't know. But again, more rumors. More rumors, you know. You want to talk about AEW rumors, uh, you look at uh, Dean Ambrose uh, giving notice. This is real. He is leaving the WWE. He will not be under a 90-day no-compete uh, clause, which means he could show up at the first AEW event, and it would be kosher. See, yeah, and uh, apparently that's uh, one of the one of the rumors that was going on, that uh, maybe he may be signing her with AEW. Well, I'm not sure if he'll sign, but he'll definitely compete. I, I, I think that's a given. There's also been also the rumors, of course, of um, what are those guys called? Uh, Dash Wilder and Scott. Uh, the, the, the Revival. Rumors yeah. were that they had been seeking a release so that they could go 
to AEW. This is all rumors and conjecture, of course. We we have right. no, but it was rumors that a lot of people have heard about. And of course, the the other rumor is uh, Hideo Itami. Uh, apparently, he will be released in the next little while from the WWE. He has already started uh, putting social media and turning things over back to Kenta. So where he's going to go? Will he end up back in New Japan? Will he end up in AEW? Uh, he had a terrible run in uh, in the NXT. But I think uh, he's a tremendous star, and I think he can do well. I think he was just presented wrong, and uh, I think he'd be a hot commodity. Speaking of New Japan, huh, there were a couple of two more releases. I don't know if you heard about this one. Oh, go ahead. The the, the best friends. Oh, Tra- yeah, Beretta and uh, Chucky e. T. I did not hear yeah. they were released. Yeah, apparently I, I was reading it last week. Uh, apparently the, they're the newest ones to uh, ask for the release from NGP, to leave NGPW. Wow. That is wow! You scoop me on some NGPW news. Good on you, Elio. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. You know what? Um, the best friends are a very strange act for the Japanese audience. I don't think they ever f- really gelled in the NJPW. But very surprised about Beretta because just before his injury, he was being pushed into the heavyweight division, and there were good chances that he, they were trying to make a big run with him. Then he got hurt. You know- you know who I caught up with? I caught up with uh, his uh, tag team partner in the Dude Busters, Kalen Croft. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> uh, I, I spoke to him about for, for a while. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, he's got his own podcast now, and he's, like, doing his own thing now with uh, this life coach stuff. And Is it is it wrestling-related or non-wrestling? No, no, no. It's, like, all about life coaching oh. and living your life the way you dreamed of. Well, we would. <laughs> like, I don't know how he went from wrestling to that. I don't know. Did are you gonna are you gonna start turning in, Elio? Are you gonna start trying to live your life? Though? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm already lived a life. I'm styling the profoundness to wrestling POV champion. Oh my lord, you're gonna rub that in so many times. Ah, oh, I'm only gonna say this once under my breath, but I wish you were dead, Elio. Anyways, um, moving on, folks. <laughs> Let's take a look at New Japan this week. And first of all, um, I want to address New Japan's latest foray into America. They had a series Mm -hmm. of shows which were, I'm going to say, not very good. They were a bit disastrous. And the biggest thing people might have wondered about who who aren't in the know of wrestling is if you noticed, there were no actual Japanese wrestlers on this New Japan uh, series. It has to all. Are you speaking about the, Are you speaking about the fantastic one? No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, matches. They had a, a match in Tennessee, a match matches in oh, Los okay. Angeles, and matches in. There was one other place that's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, if you look at all these results and all the things that came in, there are no actual Japanese New Japan wrestlers on any of these tours, like Japanese born ones. I mean, there are guys who've competed in New Japan that are Americans and other countries on there. Mm-hmm. I guess this all actually stems back, and New Japan was very critical about this, is uh, the shutdown of the U.S. government held up all the work visas for the New Japan wrestlers that had, were supposed oh. to be on that tour. Apparently, a lot of got, they had uh, booked in their minds a whole bunch of big-name stars, including Tanahashi and Okada, were supposed mm-hmm. to make appearances at all three of these events. Unfortunately, with the U.S. government being shut down to uh, that orange-carrot-headed guy, what's his name? Donald Bump, Trump, Lump, whatever. Um <laughs> Apparently, because of uh, his uh, shutdown of the government, they could not get these work visas through. And these Japanese wrestlers were not allowed into the country. 
And as a result, all three events, which had been planned for a while, went on. They had to use wrestlers from ROH. They had to use wrestlers that were New Japan wrestlers who were already American citizens. And they used a lot of young guys from their American dojo. So definitely not what fans wanted to see. And definitely a bit of a step back with their so-called American invasion. It was sort of like they... You want to throw an invasion and you threw water balloons at the enemy. It's it's <laughs> softball all the way. Oh, boy. Sad state of affairs. I hope New Japan can bounce back. I hope the fans are more willing to give them a chance again. Not really their fault. They really did try. But in the end, right. they gave lackluster cards with definitely not the stars that people had bought their tickets thinking they were going to see. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, moving on into New Japan, we've had a whole bunch of stuff. Finally, the Fantasigo stuff is, is finished up, and uh, it's been the road to New Beginning. A new, a new beginning is coming up, and, 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 and to explain that, it's sort of weird, is uh, New Japan likes to put on a bunch of house shows before they go into their main show, and the right. road to shows are always the sort of the host shows leading up to whatever the event's called. Now, these this week we're going to look at a couple matches from uh, the road to New Beginning that happened in Sapporo, day one and day two. Okay? But here's what, here's what confuses me. Yeah. Is now, they, I saw on... <clears throat> I saw the roads to Sapporo. Now, mm-hmm. I get those ones, but then what's the one that we were watching? Because it just said uh, New Beginning. Yeah. So what was that one, though? Okay, so the matches before the Sapporo ones were from different places, but they were the roads to New Beginning. Right, I get that Okay, Now, what happened is the Sapporo is the two big house shows before the main show. So basically oh, it so was... so they do day one and day two. Yeah, so basically the actual title is The Road to New Beginning, dot, dot, Sapporo mm-hmm. day one. Then Sapporo day right. two. Then they'll go on to the new Road to New Beginning. Oh, okay. Now, the okay. whole workup of the Road to New Beginning, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll, t- we'll touch on that first before we touch on the matches we saw, is okay. the big buildup here is Tanahashi putting his belt up against Jay White. That is the main event for New Beginning. A lot of people are speculating this is Jay White's turn. This looks like he might come out of there as the champion. What are your thoughts on this, Elio? I know you're not the biggest Jay White fan. No, I'm not the biggest Jay White fan. I think it's too early for Tanahashi to lose it. He just won it like uh, last month, right? At Russell Kingdom. I don't want to see no transition champion. Okay. I, I unfortunately think he is going to be a transition champion. I think he's sort of a, a great wrestler held together by uh, tape. You know, he's he's been beat up. He's hurt. He still has not addressed his arm issue, which has been plaguing him for, for at least the last year yeah. and a half. Um, Jay White, as much as I may not like his style, well, you know what? The thing is, he does what he's supposed to do. He's a heel that you're supposed to hate. And yeah. uh, I hate him. And it works. So I guess he's doing his job. He's doing it? his job because when I sit yeah. back and look at it, I actually don't hate Jay White the person. He doesn't. He's not OVE kind of hate. He is. Right. He is actually doing what he does. He makes us hate him. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now, I actually think he's going to win the belt at New Beginning. I think that uh, this sets up a whole bunch of interesting uh, guys to chase after him. Obviously Okada, obviously right. Tanahashi with a rematch, uh, but other guys like Naito. Um, maybe this is time for uh, Ishii to get his match. Um, I think it opens up a whole bunch of possibilities having a heel champion right now. And uh, I just really, as much as Tanahashi's awesome, as much as he's been so much for this company, I I think he's going to be a transition champion, and I think he knows it. Yeah. Now let's take a look at day one and day two of of, uh, Sapporo. 
Now, the, okay. key, the key matches here that uh, we were going to talk about uh, is, of course, at day two of Sapporo, there was going to be uh, Evil and Sonata would be putting up their tag team belts against the team of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. So on day one, uh, Sonata took on Suzuki and Evil took on um, Zack Sabre Jr. Now, the first right. let's talk about a bit about the first match of Sonata versus uh, Suzuki. Now, I really like this match. Oh, my God. This match was, wow. Especially when um, that, that, one, that, one, that one point where uh, Sonata put uh, Suzuki in the Paradise Lock. Oh, my Lord. Like, <laughs> he tried oh. how many times in that match to get it and finally got it on the fourth time. But like you should see Suzuki like he was like kneeled down in the middle of the ring, uh, all totally wrapped up, couldn't get out. Yep. Then Sonata just uh, kicks him in the head, poses <laughs> over him. Does you know what's funny about that too is uh, the announcers were like, uh, "Do they? D- does he realize that after you've put him in the lock, you're going to have to deal with him being feeling humiliated?" And <laughs> that pretty much happened because Suzuki came out of there and kicked ass quite a bit. No. There's no rules in Japan, is there? There is, but they're a little bit, uh, what's the word? At no. times, they can be a little bit stretched, like ROH. Suzuki went, Suzuki went completely insane. He like picked up the guardrail. He picked up chairs, stuffed arms, and all that. Ah, but he got back in before the 20 count. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just say in Japan, uh, the referees really don't do much outside of the ring. If you're outside of the ring, it's right. pretty hard to get disqualified. Uh, unless you actually hit the ref. Um, right. Other than that, what they will do is they'll eventually give you the 20 count, and that can stop the match. Well, Suzuki did put his hands on the ref. He just didn't never A few really times, did but he never really followed yeah. through. Yeah, just intimidated. Yeah. And I, For me, the funny part was when he grabbed the ref, they were outside, and then the ref started yelling at him, and then he started, like, patting him and saying, oh, no, okay, okay. And then <laughs> yeah. when the, he picked up this thing, handed it to the ref. The ref kind of fell over and as he was falling he picks up Nelson ran into the crowd and started beating the guy <laughs> so the ref was tied oh, up with the ref. I just love NJPW it's so fun entertaining to watch it can be it, the, not only do you have great wrestling in the ring but you have all this crazy like wouldn't you want to kind of be in there standing there watching Suzuki kick somebody like three feet in front of you <laughs> yes. it, it's just great now this match uh, there was parts of this I'd be match. helping him Okay. Now, did you? So kick- he, we, so you, so you wouldn't turn around and kick my ass. Well, you wouldn't help him because he'll hit you anyway. So just stay away from him. <laughs> okay. uh, Suzuki attacks everybody. Um, I liked how they talked a lot about the story about how um, years before in that same st- mm-hmm. place that uh, Suzuki had been defeated by um, Muta, the great Muta, who had trained oh, Sonata, okay. and he had beat him with uh, the uh, oh, what was it? Uh, the, the press, the the. the the somersault press off the rope, right? And so if you notice, okay. Sonata tried many times to end the match with that. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Unfor- oh, right, I saw him with that springboard off the ropes, yes. Yeah. Now, it ended up in the end of this match that we saw um, Suzuki win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what a great battle. I thought Sonata, this is one of the one of the better matches I've seen in Sonata. He had a lot of emotion in there, which he tends not to have. I yep. really enjoyed this match. Yeah. This was a great match. I really liked it. Now, the next match surprised me a bit, too. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil. It surprised me in the fact that Evil tried not to take much of Sabre's nonsense. Every time mm-hmm. Sabre would throw those things that you know kind of piss you off, Evil yep. would fly, flatten him out, lay him out. 
And, and of course, uh, Saber had to go after the fingers, his favorite thing to do, right? Yeah. But you know what's the nice part of this, and seemed like a, an almost fitting thing, was Evil winning with a bizarre roll-up combo. You know, like, because Saber, Saber was putting these things on left and right, yeah, all these weird yeah. pinning combos, and then out of nowhere, yeah. Evil rolls them up and gets the win. Yeah, so did that uh, one uh, bridge or whatever, where he, like, bridged backwards? Yes. It's uh, the octopus, I believe they call it, or sorry, Something the stingray. Like that, yeah. The stingray. The stingray, that's it. The stingray, yeah. So it was it was, uh, it was nice to see Zack Sabre Jr. eating his own uh, medicine for a change. Yep. So, Good job, Evil. Now, we moved on to day two. I mean, of course, there's lots of wrestling. These cards are six hours long, but or four hours long. But as we moved on to day two, the, the key matches that we were going to look at now was the tag team champions, Evil and Sonata, facing... Mm-hmm. Um, Suzuki and uh, and Saber. This turned out to be a really interesting match. It uh, wasn't as exciting, I think, as the day one matches. It did have a great ending because in the end, Sonata did in fact pin Suzuki after uh, the flip off the top rope as a you know a nod to his mentor Muda takes him down. Of course, Suzuki ate two magic killers before uh, getting laid oh. out. But okay. uh, tough match, tag team champions. Walk out of this. I think a lot of people expected Suzuki and Sabre Jr. to be the new champions. I actually, too, thought this was the way they were going. But Evil and Sonata come out on top. And then the main event, which I think nobody wanted to see, no one gave a crap about. Uh-oh. Uh, Naito, uh, who is extremely Chi, popular. Right. Yeah, against yep. Tai Chi. Tai Chi was probably one of the most boring, useless wrestlers I've seen in a long time in New Japan. I've got to say, Elio... I was very surprised at his uh, his match here. He stu- he stepped up, and he gave actually a really good performance. He actually ate two Destinos before he finally got pinned. He actually showed maybe that he isn't just some fool who comes out in an elaborate costume singing into a fake microphone. He, uh, he made himself look like a legitimate contender tonight. Now, Naito holding his belt, and uh, I guess we w- next week we'll probably be close enough to new beginning i think it might have happened by then we'll find out if jay white is the champion or not elio jay white do you want him as champion or no no but we need him anyways yeah this sounds like a yeah. face-off down the future i think what is the new beginning again i'm not i cannot i think it's the coming weekend so uh okay. it should be happening before me and you are back next week okay so we'll get our chance to talk about that now you know what I think uh, we've talked. Uh, we've been in Japan a little bit. Why don't we head over to the UK and you talk? Let's talk a bit about UA, UK NXT. I keep wanting to call it UXT or whatever, but sounds good. Sounds let's, good to me. It's let me just uh, get this. <laughs> Elio, the always prepared gentleman, will <laughs> will now dig through his notes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm digging through my notes to uh, find this. And here we go. So NXT UK again. So this is their basically their home base, Blackpool, the Empress Ballroom. Okay, I, I'm not exactly sure. We've only been watching the show now for three weeks. No, no, but I recognize it because that's where they had takeover. It's the same place. Okay. So in the first match, we had Dave Mastiff defeating Jay Melrose. Now this guy's uh, like a pretty big guy, but I'm a fan of Jay. I'm this Dave Mastiff guy. Yeah, Dave Mastiff's a pretty big boy. The guy um, can move around. I, you know what? At first, when I saw Jay Melrose come out, I thought, "Oh, this is a total squash match." But it wasn't. You know, this Melrose yep. guy gave a he gave a pretty good performance. He just got overwhelmed yeah, he, in the end. 
And he really got he got into massive space yelling him to come on and like the massive just like hit him and he just stood there and took it and kept yelling to come on. Dave Mastiff, I'm pretty sure, is one of those guys who just wishes he was three inches taller. <laughs> because seriously, he's a big guy, but he's not WWE main event big guy. He's like the 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 man then hit like a couple of sentons, then a German suplex in the corner, and he finished Novos off with the cannonball. Now do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of the guy at WWE, that uh, Dosevich guy from Heavy Machinery. Otis Dosevich. Yeah, big, but not big enough. You know, he's... I like him, but I just don't think he's tall enough to make an imposing threat. I just just thought of a dream match. Uh Ace Romero versus Dave Mastiff. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I'm, you know what? I'm getting a little bit sold on Ace Romero. We'll talk about him when we get into MLW, but... Yes, we will. So in in the next match... We have the debut of Walter. Walter. And he just, he just made uh, a little work of uh, this guy, Jack Stars. Now, Jack Stars, I don't know, like, is it just me, but he looks, he looked a little like Jeff Jarrett with the hair. He, you know, he looked like jobber material number three. Uh, <laughs> I don't First think, of all, I've never, I've never heard of Jack Stars. For me neither, and I don't think we'll hear about him again because uh, he left. <laughs> Walter, though, ah, uh, okay, I have been touting. Uh, Walter to you before and mm-hmm. I know finally he's come on to our radars uh, mm-hmm. I think he is in a massively imposing man and I think he has lots of uh, I think he has lots of skills now today folks we're going to have a face-off because I am uh, 100% believing that Walter is going to make a big impact in the WWE someday Elio does mm-hmm. not think so so we're not really going to talk too much about Walter right now we're going to save no, all no. our juice for the the thing but let's just say Concerning this match, Walter put in a very impressive showing, including a drop kick, which I did not expect, which looked yes. incredibly powerful. We'll just say German suplex, drop kick, and a power bomb to end the match. That that's power it. bomb had a lot of mustard on it. My that's goodness. So that's, that's all we really need to say about this match. Yeah, let, let's move on. We don't want to work. work, work. Next, we have Ginny. Again, not a fan of Ginny and her whole look. Just <sighs> yeah. really boring. Yeah, you know, I'm not digging anything. And you know what no. I really. As, okay, Zack Sabre Jr. does the annoying finger things, okay? The only oh, thing... Oh, she, she, she did it too. Yeah, I but she did something even worse. This whole What's scratching oh, her I know, nails I crack. On the face, on the side. Yeah. This is okay, ridiculousness. Yeah. Do we really need this? You know, and so, of course, she defeated uh, this uh, Casey Owens uh, with, a, uh, with a makeover, which is just another... Uh, Another move taken from the Bella Twins, the face buster, face plant, whatever. You know what? I Casey Owens, I like the look of this girl. I'd like to see mm-hmm. more of her. She's She looks like she has a little something behind her. I can't buy Jenny. She looks like she no, should no, be no, working. No. She looks like when you walk in the bay and those people try and hand you uh, perfume. She looks like yeah. that should be her job. She should be handing well, you perfume samples. Well, uh, apparently she's a fashionista. Of oh, an and if I hear the word fashionista one more time out of that stupid guy's mouth, I swear to God, fashionista, really? Ugh. He's oh, never used that my, word ever, but know? he pulls it out for her. Okay. <sighs> now then we had the, the great team with the stupid name, Mustache Mountain, <laughs> defeating Fabian. <laughs> <laughs> Defeating Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Oh, you're right. You know, you asked. You said to me last week, "Isn't it fun to say Marcel Barthel?" Yes. It <laughs> <is>. <laughs> you know, it's not fun saying is trying to What's explain that? to people that wrestling is cool, and then explaining Mustache Mountain. I, 
I like these guys, but man, that name has got. I cannot stand Mustache. Uh, you, know, you know what? If you, want, if, you want, if, you, if you want to play a really cool drinking game, mm-hmm. every time there's an NXT show or they intend to have an NXT UK takeover pay per view, yeah. take a drink every time someone says Barcel, Barcel. Oh my lord, we're going to be drunk in a while, but. Uh... <laughs> Getting on to this match, one thing I've kind of noticing lately, and I don't know if you've noticed this, maybe I'm just seeing this, but it seems like uh, Tyler Bates really carries the team a lot. It doesn't seem like Trent Seven does an actual lot for in this team. I mean, he does some setup things, but actual offense and things, it seems like it's all yeah. up to Tyler Bates it's quite a bit. Tr- it's Tyler Bates, yeah. So I'm wondering if someday down the road we're going to see a part where Tyler Bates has had enough of Trent Seven and uh, tries Ooh. to knock his mustache off. I think that oh. would be something interesting to see. Oh, the mustache, the mustache will fall off the mountain. Ooh, I throwing it out there. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, they they are really a strong team. I actually enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really surprised they lost. Um, I I thought uh, they needed this win a lot more than Mustache Mountain did. Um, I think they're a great up and coming heel team. That uh, and I think I I really think Mustache Mountain is going to fade out. I I they. They had a great run for their setup, but like I said, you can't have a team where one guy does all the work and the other guy tags right. in occasionally. I mm-hmm. I don't think Trent Seven can run with the big boys anymore. That's my view. Now, um, you know, now we know how they always have these NXT call ups. You ever think yeah. you think we'll ever get an NXT UK call up? Well, to the main roster. Uh to the main roster. Whew. Um, looking at the guys on. T- well, I would have said Walter. But uh, we do know that I, I reported uh, at least, what, two or three episodes ago that the WD, WWE had approached Walter and he refused to come to North America, saying he did not want to join the WWE because he didn't want to, he didn't want to leave Europe. Right. Um, but guys in there now, I mean, I like Fabian Eichner and his partner, Marcel yep. Barthel. Yep. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> um, I think they'd be a great team to, to call up eventually, but... It's hard to tell because the guys in the NXT UK are a little bit smaller than the WWE guys. So are they just going to look like 205 dudes in there? I don't know. That's true, yeah. Um, Dave Mastiff, if he was taller, by all means. But I I don't think he's tall enough to make the cut. Um, Right now, I can't see anybody except maybe Tony Storm. Oh, and uh, what about Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley is definitely a girl I think should be called up to the main main event. She's amazing. There is one segment uh, that took place, and that was the new NXT UK Tag Team Champion, Zach Gibson and James Drake, uh, coming out to the ring to cut a promo. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Let's give it time on them. I'm not sure how sold yeah. I am on them. Uh, and I see I see what you were saying. Uh, I was looking at James Drake. He does look like a young Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He <laughs> with, with that hair and the whole, like, uh, the whole uh, look. Yeah, yeah. He's, the, he looks uh, like Shawn Michaels' so uglier was, little yeah. brother. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Zach Gibson. If, if, if you look closer, mm-hmm. he sometimes even does some of the facial Ma- expressions. Yeah, that yeah. Michael's used to do. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. And 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 who did they say that they were gonna come out? Who who challenged them? I forgot now. They run that oh, through my mind. Uh, um, at the end of that segment, who came out and made some uh, buzz? I don't recall. I know um, the assistant to the general manager Johnny Singh came out, and he and Sid Scala came out and he yeah. made a match. I just can't remember who they said. Well, you know what? Um, I do know that I'm going to give time with Zach Gibson and uh, his partner here. They, I'm not yeah. sure. 
You know, but it will, but it will be soon. It will be soon. They use that word. They use that word an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard with weird taping to tell you when you're going to bring episodes out. I'm sure they tape it like yeah. NXT, uh, the regular one where they tape like you know yep. multiple episodes at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, I'm going to have to say uh, it was a fun show. Yep. Um, I, I'm tired of Ginny. I want to see other wrestlers on there. Uh, I want to see different girl wrestlers. Um, yep. I I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the main event very much, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed Walter's debut. And I didn't even mind the first match with a, you know, uh, a Mastiff. He he he's an interesting yeah. guy. I, I like it. So all in all, I'd say this week's UK was definitely a thumbs up for me. You know what I love about these shows is they're an easy watch. Yeah, you can get through them like like that. You can get through maybe two or three shows in a day. And and I gotta say, it, fans, if you if you tried it once and and you're like, oh, I don't get it, I gotta admit, it took me two or three episodes to get into the groove of it. The first two episodes, I was kind of like, eh, eh, <laughs> which is probably the reason why eventually I had Elio be the main lead on this because I was like, eh, eh. Yeah. Same reason why <laughs> I made a- him the, the lead on Impact. Yeah. I was the same. I was the same when I first saw NXT UK. I'm like, ah. Hmm. But you know what? I don't know. I got to the point where I was like, I almost wish I hadn't given to him because I. <laughs> it's, it's some good wrestling. It's some good stuff. So, well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> why don't we move on and uh, let's take a look at ROH. Okay. Ring of Honor for this week. Ring of Honor. All right. Well, you know what? The Ring of Honor show uh, it had three matches, and. Yep. Um, I guess the only thing I want to say, first of all, about these shows is I wish they had more character development, okay? I mean, the first match, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams beats Dave Finley. Now, if I hadn't watched New Japan, and I have watched lots of New Japan, so I know who Dave Finley is. Yes. If you hadn't watched New Japan, did you even know who Dave Finley really was or anything about him or what he's like or anything? Well, uh, we, we, I have uh, heard him being interviewed on another uh, podcast, so I know. But no, I mean, if I wouldn't have known him if I hadn't watched yeah. New Japan, I wouldn't. If you were know. just a fan turning into ROH TV every week, would you have a clue who this guy is? I would just recognize the name Finley yeah. because of because his dad. That's it. Yeah, and, and Tracy Williams. Okay, hot sauce, Tracy Williams. He's been on there now. I've seen him like three or four episodes. I've never heard him speak, and I have no clue why they call him hot sauce. I mean. There's yeah, no character development there whatsoever. So sometimes it can f- almost feel like it's guy versus guy. And yeah. for me, the fact I knew who Dave Finley was and the fact that I heard of William's name before made it yep. interesting. But if I had been a new an ROH fan just turning in the first time, not sure if I would have been all that interested in this match because it didn't really give me much to be interested in about. Mm-hmm. No, oh, we, we also had Juice Robinson on commentary, I swear. I, I, I thought I was hearing things he called... David Finley, Debbie, Debbie Chan, Chan or something. Debbie Chan. Debbie no, that's his Chan. nickname <laughs> like, on New Japan Wrestling. Um, Debbie Chan is a little nickname that he's. He, they team together a bit. They call themselves Fin Juice when they team up in uh, in New Japan. And because Juice is the older one and the more thing, he has these crazy interviews. Um, Debbie Chan is so, sort of like uh, uh, endearment. It's like his his little buddy in a way. It, it, I guess it's the Japanese equivalent of him calling him his little friend. That, so, that's, the, that, that's the team's name, Thin Juice. Thin Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Trust okay. me, when it comes to Juice Robinson, uh, everything's ridiculous. You know, I, lo- <laughs> I like actually enjoy watching him, but uh, he can be ridiculous as all hell. Yeah. 
Uh, on the commentary, he was pretty ridiculous this week. Uh, yeah, that's why I was. That's why I brought up on Michael. You know, this guy shouldn't do commentary. Just I thought stick it was to funny. wrestling. I thought it was funny as heck. He was so dumb, and I like how people called him on it. Uh, like yeah. the one, um, Cole Cabana said something like when he he said something about uh, he yelled out some something or he said something about uh, Tracy Williams, and uh, Cole Cabana's like he can't hear you, you know, <laughs> he's in the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like okay, that's funny as hell. That is funny. Um, oh, let's move on. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Uh, this one, and it's sad to know that this guy was injured later on. Is uh, Bandito? defeats Mark Haskins. Now, Mark Haskins is a, a really fine up-and-coming uh, British wrestler. Well, I shouldn't say up-and-coming because in the British scene, he's been around 10-plus years. But is this fun- where he got injured? Yeah, no, he did not actually get – he was been carrying a partial tear, so he probably just aggravated it slightly. Oh, okay. Uh, Bandito. I've heard tons of this guy in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Have not. This is the first time I got a chance to see him. Uh, I was impressed. He's got uh, he's got a very strange look. It's like out of a comic book, like uh, like a yeah. co- old comic westerns, you know. And yeah, uh, the cowboy hat, and the mask, and all yep, together yep. in one piece. And he had a wrestling style which was fun. I, I enjoyed it. What did you think of Bandito? And Bandito's cool. I like those. Uh, he's he's got a like, cool wrestling style. And I, I like I like how I like that uh, finisher he did. He just like held him down for the three count. That's it. Yeah, it was it, it, that setup with a jumping on the rope, bouncing. It was all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah. uh, for me, the funny part was when he kind of put his finger out like he was going to sh- like give it a finger pistol to Haskins, and Haskins grabbed him by the hand and flung him. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, you need to see more of that. If some guy's going to be yeah. a douche and put the thing in your face, well, grab his fingers <laughs> and do something. <laughs> right? Uh, anyways, Zack ben- Sabre, try, try putting a finger in my face. No, no, you See know Zack happens. is waiting for anyone to put a finger in his face so he can break him. You know, yeah, that guy's terrible. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Silas Young defeating, did you, anyone think this kid had a chance? Eli no. Ipsum. Eli, no. This was, Eli Ipsum, no. It was like a squash for the main event. Um, yeah. I, I was well, I to me I, I I didn't think that this was a great matchup at all. Issam really no, had no was, chance. Nah, yeah, this was not a competitive match. I love Silas Young. I love his roughness. I love his style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think for one minute he was in danger of losing uh, his number one contention. Now, um, I believe at the end, uh, the end was he, interesting. He, he got on the mic, and then uh, Shane Taylor came out. Like uh, because uh, yeah, Jeff first Jeff Cobb came out, then yeah. Shane Taylor came out. Now, I kind of liked how Jeff Cobb kept turning around as each one of them was going to sneak on him. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, you know, he caught them each time and then attacked both of them. Took a lot of yeah. balls, went after both of them. Got laid out. Uh, interesting to note, Silas Young is the one going to be the number one contender. But mm-hmm. who took down uh, Jeff Cobb? Shane Taylor. Great. And who te- who's holding the gold at the end? Shane, Shane Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> so... Um, that's yeah, an I'm not interesting a fan thing. of Shane Taylor. I don't like Shane Taylor. We've talked about Shane Taylor. Uh, one of the most. We have, yeah. One of the. He was like if Mr. Potato Head was very large <laughs> and tried to put on uh, wrestling trunks, I'm sure his body would look like Shane Taylor. <laughs> well, if yeah. you baked him a little long in the oven, I suppose. But anyways, the fact of the matter is Shane Taylor, not uh, just not digging what he is. He's just an overly fat guy. I, I'm, I'm no, just not yeah. really big. Like, I mean, I like Ace Romero, but even he, after a while, is kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, all said and done, this episode of ROH, I'd give it three quarters in the middle. I mean, I, I'm sad in the fact that I still have no idea why they call him hot sauce. I mean, yeah. does he eat lots of it? Does he pour it in his eyes? Does he beat children with hot <laughs> sauce bottles? I don't know. They've never told yeah. us. 
Um, Meets a thumbs in the middle of the show this week. Yeah, not one of your best ROH, but you know what? I think uh, I think we're going to go to a break. We're going to clean okay. our palates a little bit out. We have to All clean right. our palate because we're going to talk about impact, which usually leaves a bad taste in my mouth to begin with. <laughs> so we're going to talk about impact. We're going to have a little oh. bit longer on MLW, and then – we're all going to see the unholy smackdown that I'm going to lay on the gentleman, Elio Canelo. <laughs> so, folks, stay tuned after this. Any last words, uh, Elio? Uh, <laughs> no last words. Uh, I'll be I'll be waiting oh, for my the Lord. smackdown. I'll be waiting to see the smackdown. <laughs> all right. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. And we're back, folks. That was a great break. I know Elio is probably in the back lifting weights, trying to prime himself up. I, however, am a legend in my own mind, so I don't need to do any workouts. I'm just here to crush. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Gentlemen, throw us some impact. I'm not sure how much I can hold my lunch in this week, but go ahead. (laughs) All right. Here we go with uh, Impact Wrestling for the week. And once again, we are in Mexico City. And Impact this week uh, opened with a tag team match. The Lucha Brothers, no, sorry, a six-man tag match with the Lucha Brothers and Taurus defeating LAX and Dega. All right, Dega, who I just said is coming back to the MLW. That's the Mm -hmm. dude there. Uh, First of all, Taurus, that is the most ridiculous getup I've seen (laughs) anyone wrestle in in a while. How could he even, like, stand straight? I mean, it seemed like that thing looked heavy as all hell. Yeah, and... Not a, not liking the look of Taurus. Now, here's one thing I, I'm going to throw out there, and you may disagree or you may agree, and fans, tell me if you disagree or do you. Um, when it comes to the Lucha Brothers, um, definitely Pentagon Jr. is the coolest looking of the two, and yep. he has a cool character, but yep. it seems to me that Phoenix is the much better wrestler and does a much, much more effective mm-hmm. work in there. And I think he's kind of like, he's kind of in the shadow of Pentagon a lot. And I'm glad they're brothers, I guess. But there's part of me that wonders, what would Phoenix have been like if he had not had to be alongside his brother? Mm. This match, interesting stuff. LAX continuing their kind of feud here. Conan trying to say he doesn't want to be, you know, involved in stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. But uh, the Lucha Brothers uh, defeated uh, LAX with the Fear Factor Power Driver. It it was, well, yeah, they didn't defeat. I got to say, this has been an interesting feud. I just want to see it wrestle a few times. All this build-up has been too much. Let LAX and Lucha Brothers, they've had one match so far. I think why not have a series of matches to finally before this finishes off? Now Both may, good teams. Remember uh, that last, uh, remember uh, one of the polls we threw out was whether or not um, a, a wrestler can be both a face and a heel in two separate companies. Yes, Conan. This this is, uh, this is uh, Lucha Brothers are the perfect example because they're, their faces in Impact, yet they're the same in um, MLW. But in MLW, 
Conan is your manager in Impact. He manages LAX. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's he, confusing. It's it, To me, that's why, you know, people didn't agree with my thing. And I think if they thought this through, this is what I meant. Conan yeah. is down in MLW using the Lucha Brothers to fight the good fight. But then yep. he's against them in with LAX in the other company at the same time. I find that slightly confusing. Yeah, they're both they're they're good in both companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's double confusing. <laughs> the whole th- okay, but what what you know what? What did you think of this match first of all? Again, the, it's a, like a lucha style match. Uh, I want to see more more like than just like build up week after week after week with this feud feud or whatever you want to call it between LAX and Lucha Brothers. Who do you see coming out on the end of this? In the end of this feud, who do you think is going to stand tall, LAX or Lucha Brothers? I'm going with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah? yeah? I think the Lucha Brothers are the definite better pick. I think, however, if LAX doesn't come out on top, mm-hmm. I think it buries them. I think they disappear. They're not worth anything anymore. Lucha Brothers can afford to lose this this feud. They've got their highlights everywhere else. Um, <coughs> I think LAX can afford to lose this feud. And, and that's sad. Uh, let's go on with the next match. And I, I know I I have to bring it up because Jordan Grace is in it. So go ahead, talk about the women's match. That I I was just about to say that Jordan Grace is the only one that is the only person saving this match. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we see all this the double vertical suplex. Jordan Grace like suplex both both Sue Young and Allie at the same time. That was pretty impressive. That was. Then we uh, hit. Then we see a flurry of running strikes to Young in the corner by Kiera. Then at one point, the power in the arena goes off. Oh God! Do we got to go into this? And it comes back on. And we're not doing to finish the rest because we'll let the fans and listeners use their imagination of who showed up in the end. Yeah, it's not hard to guess. Yeah. Um, let's just uh, say we'll, this. We'll, we'll just say that uh, it was a uh, Jordan Grace and Kiera Hogan defeating Young and Ali. Now, I, okay, Jordan Grace has got to have been the only saving part of this match. I mean, she's yes. an incredible wrestler with incredible yep. work ethic. I yep. don't get Kira Hogan. She wrestles like she's either really incredibly stupid or she doesn't really know anything about wrestling. I This match showed that she has got to be one of the dumbest people on the planet. I, I don't I, understand any of the I stuff she I don't she get did. her. I don't get her. I don't get her at all. Yep. Uh, Sue Young, uh, man, that is one of the most ugliest, but ugly women I've seen in a while. The way she, maybe she's probably beautiful in real life. You but know I mean, what? Yeah, I, I've seen her without, without. I've seen her without the makeup. She yeah. used to being shimmer and shine. And yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I did see her. She was. She's incredibly. You know, she's an attractive yeah, woman. Like, they really make her to look now, like a witch in this stuff. Is is this a gimmick? Is, did she have this uh, in shine and shimmer? I no. No, she wasn't oh. this junk back then. Uh, okay, and Dark so Alley, this, this must be an impact uh, creation. Yeah, then. and Dark Alley, okay, <laughs> which is pretty stupid to say, Dark Alley. But um, Alley, <laughs> you know who she reminds me of so much of? Who's that? That chick from the Iconics, uh, Cassie, whatever. The one chick from the Iconics. She looks like her with face paint. Uh, paint I can't like- think of her name. Uh, Cassie McDonald? No. Uh, I knew her wrestling out here when she was first started, but uh, she's one of the Iconics in uh, NXT. And uh, she looks Royce exactly like Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce. There we go. Peyton she changed Royce. her name to Peyton Royce. Her name used to be Cassie McDonald. But oh, Peyton okay. Royce, don't they kind of look a lot alike? Dark yeah, Alley. And, yeah. yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, wow, do they split in? Um, all I got out of this match is they're making the women's. I, I really hope that Jordan Grace could be uh, 
uh, one of the factors that brings women wrestling to a better level in TNA because the Sue really Young stuff is just I really think the Snuckouts division is terrible. Yeah. I There's mean, nothing good about the Snuckouts division. Sean Grace is the only good thing. Gail yeah. Kim, Gail Gum, Tessa Blanchard, that's yeah. about it. Other than that, it's just a lot of this direct. Even Taya Valkyrie is terrible. I just, oh, I'm, just, I'm not, not a fan of the Taya Valkyrie, sorry. Uh, go, go on, buddy. So next we had the team of... I can't believe I, 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 and I was telling you about this off air when I was seeing the notes. I can't believe I almost put yeah. this. Eddie Edwards, I almost put Eddie Edwards and Elio Drake defeating the roster. <laughs> Elio Drake, you have a fantasy of teaming up with Eddie Edwards? Well, okay, I get it. That's called a Freudian slip, my friend. <laughs> so we had the team of Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake defeating the Rascals. Now, this whole time, Eli Drake's been telling Eddie Edwards to, like, he wants the old Eddie Edwards back, get rid of the candlestick. Mm-hmm. Then, behind the referee's back, it's Eli Drake who grabs the candlestick and drills one of the rascals in the head for the win. Now, I got to tell you this, Elio. The more I see the rascals in Impact, the more I don't like them. <laughs> However, I have looked up some other stuff about these guys in mm-hmm. uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla and that they, when presented as straight up wrestlers, these guys are great. Well, I was looking up um, that one, Dez. That's Dez yeah. and Xavier, yeah. Yeah. And it, actually a pretty good wrestler. Once mm-hmm. again, you see TNA just crapping the pot here because that, that is just a terrible – this whole stuff they do with the Rascals is just terrible. I, that, that, not whole, that whole 70 show gimmick is just so lame. And just it's not, so lame. Not, it's not cool. Next we had the Psycho Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho Clown versus Fall Up Defeating Fall Up now, Falaba. With wow. a roll with a roll up. Yeah, with a roll up. I'm surprised <laughs> you could even get that guy off his feet. I mean, Falaba is like and did you okay, you know, I always wondered what he where he was from. He's a Filipino. That is the biggest Filipino oh, okay. I've ever seen. Uh Falaba is I get that the fans love him, but he is so grossly fat to look at when he's out there. Like he's you know, ugh. Yeah. He's like, you know when he goes to the bathroom, he can't see it. He has to just guess where he's aiming, right? Because, like, that's a lot of girth on that boy. Psycho Clown. Now, it's easy to dismiss the clowns because uh, we see this and go, okay, there's a guy with a ridiculous uh, mask with a tongue hanging out yeah. and all this. However, uh, tradition in AAA wrestling, the clowns, the whole, there's a whole bunch of them. Yep. They are actually pretty deadly wrestlers. Yeah, this and is Psycho another Clown, guy. This is another guy I looked up that uh, used to that was in AAA. Yeah, Psycho so I Clown. I already know about Psycho Clown, yeah. Yeah, he is legit. Uh, yep. Falaba, not so much. No, so, I don't like uh, Falaba. No, I, uh, he's a sad... Uh, uh, he's why he's one of the other reasons Impact kind of has a whiff on it. Uh, let's go to the main event. Oh my god, here we go again. Killer Cross and Moose. Defeated oh, who would have thought we'd see these guys? <laughs> right? Yeah. For it's not like we've, seen this, we've never seen this match before, have we? No, jeez. So Killer Cross and Moose defeating the team of Johnny Impact and Brian Cage, Moose hitting the spear to Impact for the win. Now here we had those one of those cases where the uh, the the tag team partner gets so pissed off because of like miscommunication where he just Yo. lets his partner get killed. Um, these kind of matches are useless. I mean, what was what's the gain? Uh, what does Brian Cage get out of this? Like, what, what like, if they had won? What does he get out of it? Nothing. Like be- before this match or the interaction backstage, backstage between Cage and Impact, was so stupid. Yeah, like Cage was yelling at him. Impact's like, well, "Are we are we on this again?" 
Uh, yeah, because they've shown this how many times. Yeah. This is like month 800. I am sick of this crap. I'm yeah. sick of Johnny Nitro. I'm <laughs> sick of Brian Cage. You look like impact, he's so impacts, kind. Like, impacts like, don't screw me over. And Cage is like, no, that's, you, no, that's your department. I'm like, oh. Do you know how hard it is to make Moose and Killer Cross seem interesting? Just put on the other two idiots. Those two make those two seem interesting. So sick of Impact. So sick of Brian Cage. Uh, I've always been sick of Moose. And uh, Killer Cross. Impact, Impact wants to turn things around, but they're not doing, doesn't seem like they're doing anything. No, they're not. You know, I would look at this week's show and I would give it a thumbs down. Yeah. Nothing interesting happened on it. Um, the wrestling was, at, at best, some Lucha Libre flippity-dippity crap that we saw in the beginning. No, no. Uh, again, we have to keep in mind that they were in Mexico, but still, it's no excuse. I just don't get it. Like, uh, yeah. how can they turn things around when you're using the wrestlers? There's so many. Like, they've got a lot of other wrestlers on their cards. Why, like Eddie Edwards? Why and Eli Drake? Why are they in this stupid undercard match when yep. idiots like I'm so sick of Impact and Cage. Get rid of those guys. We should be seeing Eli Drake. We should be seeing uh, Eddie Edwards fighting for the belt, not these guys. Do you think Eli Drake could? Do you think Eli Drake could have another face run because he was a face uh, when he first showed up. He was part of Drew, Drew Galloway's. Uh, yeah, but he 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 made no and please, this isn't a pun, but he really made no impact in wrestling whatsoever as a good guy. He is definitely better suited as a as a heel, and um, I think Eddie Edwards is just better suited as a a, a normal face, not this confused yeah, junk that stop, they've been giving. Stop him. taking lessons from Tommy Dreamer. Oh, lessons from Tommy Dreamer. Oh, how to how to eat pork rinds and drink beer? I mean, come on. Anyways, yeah, you know what? Let's just move on. Impact once again leaving a, a distaste in my mouth. Yep. I give it uh, three toilet bowls out of uh, three for badness. Not good toilet bowls. All right, moving on. MLW. Now, MLW. We're gonna con- we're gonna look at two things. First, we're gonna look at the Fusion TV show because it was taped a little bit before what we're gonna talk oh. about. And then we're going to talk about the, the, some of the top matches on the Super Card event that they had. Okay. Uh, first of all, look at uh, we're going to look at Fusion. Our first episode had Cotto Brazil versus. Now it's funny because I couldn't remember this guy's name, nice and I think guy. I'm just going to call him Ethnic Ethnic Jobber Number Six from uh, Turkey. I mean, when you were asking me uh, his name before we went on, it, it, like I it slipped <laughs> my mind, and like I remember that last minute, I remember like, oh yeah, that's his name. Yeah, it was you know. I'm not sure how sold I am on Cotto Brazil. Um, they're trying to push him as an exciting middleweight. I don't think he's fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's high-flying enough. And he's definitely not ground and pound enough to really be a star. I mean, he's got a flashy name. But I don't, I'm don't. i not sold yet. I'm not going to diss him. I'm not going to say he's horrible. But I am not sold on Cotto no. Brazil yet. Basically, the story here was uh, whatever his name is, uh, going after uh, Brazil's uh, eye patch. Eye patch. Now, that figures into later because yep. we're going to talk about how uh, apparently Cotto Brazil was injured by, what was that dude's name? Ramirez? Ricky, Mar- Ricky, Ricky Martinez. Ricky Martinez. Yeah. And uh, they faced each other finally at uh, Superfight. But uh, yeah, the ethnic jobber number six goes after yep. the eye patch. Yeah. Uh, half ass back and forth nothing all that exciting boom your winner Cotto Brazil uh going into the next match uh this one I okay I gotta laugh there's so many funny things but good things about this match okay (laughs) Ace Romero okay our 400 pound new guy out there first of all I need to address his shorts AC Baby 
<laughs> AC baby. Okay. You know you've got to be popular and fun enough if everyone calls you AC baby. Okay. It's, it's enough to be call yourself yeah. Ace. But yeah. AC baby? I'll give him props. Give him props. You can pull that off. Okay, then um what's this guy's name? Barrington Hughes? <laughs> Barrington Hughes. My god, he makes Shane Taylor look skinny. Oh. He is grossly overweight. <laughs> that, that, like, grossly <laughs> overweight. That, now weeks ago, uh, when uh, we first, uh, when, we, when I, for the early episodes, you had mentioned that uh, these two were facing each other at uh, a live event. Yeah. And I heard the I heard the weights that you said, and I yeah. heard the names. Yep. And I was like, wow, they better reinforce the ring. But I had never seen them. I only saw the names on on paper. On paper, on yeah. Screen. But seeing these two in the ring. Now out the beginning of their match, Colonel Rob Parker comes out. Yo. And uh, I'm sorry, but he said the funniest crap in the world. And when he looked at Barrington Hughes and said, boy, you could have won some money because they had a pie-eating contest down the street and you would have won. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Colonel Rob Parker, you were my hero that moment. <laughs> uh, as it is, as he's uh, kind of berating them, in comes his yep. uh, guys, the two dirty blondes, who... Man, they're so 70s generic to themselves. I'm not I'm sure if those guys have a like career. Any of these guys. Like, do they, they have names? Where they Who cares? From? Yeah, no, nobody really I cares. I don't care. They're like some bad time machine dropped us off some jobbers <laughs> from the 70s who call themselves the Dirty Blondes. But anyways, they get uh, laid out by the big boys, which was pretty evident was going to happen. Uh, found it funny. Found Colonel Rob. I love that they're using Rob Fuller. Um, you know what? Or, sorry. Colonel Rob Parker, but Rob Fuller is just just a, a, one of the icons in wrestling. Just the fact that they're using him, yeah, great so cool. autumn. I, 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 like, I like Rob Fuller. He's cool. Yeah, uh, people who uh, want to know more about him, he does have his own podcast. If you look it up, Rob Fuller's podcast, he talks about the uh, the history of professional wrestling because his family was very key and the first people who started wrestling from almost the circus thing to the kind of. Uh, rip-off events to actual wrestling is that over what the years. Called? Is that what it's called? His his podcast? Yeah. I cannot remember it. You know what, fans? I will look it up and tell you for the next time. I can't because think I, of... I was trying to look it up. Myself. Yeah, if you just Google Rob... I'm sure if you go Google uh, Robert Fuller, you'll Rob get his Fuller, podcast, okay. Right. podcast. Okay? Or is it Ron Fuller? Which one is it? I think it's Ron Fuller now is this one. Okay, because Rob Fuller is dead. It's the brothers. They're brothers. Eh? They're quite a, yep. quite a bit older, but... The Fuller family had a big, humongous name in professional wrestling over the mm -hmm. years. They were involved in a lot of stuff from the 30s all the way up to WCW days in the 90s. So interesting podcast talking yep. all through the history. I'd uh, love to see him there. like to see AC Baby and uh, I don't know what I'm going to call this guy, Chocolate Ripple or something. He's, they, he's, call, they, they call him Chocolate. Uh, what did they uh, call him? They called him something. Something Caramel. Yes. He, the Caramel Mountain. I can't remember what it was. Something like that. I don't know. Barrington Hughes, you are a dude who needs to lose weight. At least, you know, Ace Romero looks like he's a big boy, but he also looks like he could hit you. <sighs> Barrington, you look like you'll have a oh, heart he, attack. He did deliver that drop kick out in the corner. To yeah. Hughes. Oh, when I saw him deliver that drop kick, man, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there are no words. Wow. Okay. Uh, then let's move on. Your favorite guy of all, Sammy Callahan. I'm sure you're mistaken about that. <laughs> getting a match with L.A. Park. Falls count anywhere match. Uh, this all stems from uh, Sammy failing to be the hitman that he's supposed to be. So the organization sends L.A. Park to teach him yep. a lesson. Yep. 
interesting match. People were on the beginning seemed like they wanted to cheer Callahan, but he was having none of it. Now you know what I noticed about this match? Huh. The referee seemed to be doing some heelish tactics there. I did too, yeah. When 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 he went down with that uh, ankle injury or whatever, and he uh, he slow counted Park, but he fat, he was fast counting Sammy Callahan. But yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that too. Maybe that'll lead on to something. Uh, in the end, LA Park getting the win. Yep. Um, does it change your feelings of uh, Sammy Callahan after this match? No. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I need. Me neither. <laughs> we probably should just move on. Well, you know, uh, MLW also had their super fight card. Uh, we're just going to talk about, you know what? I was going to talk about three of the matches, but I think one of the matches nobody really cares about. So let's just talk about two of the matches. Okay. We're going to talk about the Hart Foundation winning the belts against the Lucha Brothers. Excellent match. Davy Boy Smith Jr. looked like a monster in there. How many times would he take a bit of a beating, kind of shrug it off, throw guys off, and, and go out and tag out? Uh, Teddy Hart looking psychotic as ever. Uh, they get the win. Apparently, the Lucha Brothers stormed off after this. Wow. Right out of so, the thing. So they didn't have Brian Pillman in there at all. They had him at ringside. Yeah, he had that event ringside, and uh, he didn't uh, he didn't really Good. interfere. But yeah, not, uh, not, not a fan of Brian Tillman, sorry. Yeah, he's, I gotta he's, say he's, he's the not, weak part of the foundation. He's just not doing it for me. Um, then the main event, which I thought was an incredibly short match, uh, low key getting his first. Now I looked it up. Yes, this is his first loss ever in an MLW match wow. uh, to Filthy Tom Lawler. Lawler winning the belt in what I cannot believe how quick this match went. I mean, it was under ten minutes. R.I.P. Low-Key Streak. Yep. You're undefeated streak. Where does that put Low-Key? I'm not sure, but... I do know he is a man of honor. And he... Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Filthy Tom Lawler. He has really been on a, a, a high popularity lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been enjoying what I see from the guy. So I'm, I'm cu- curious to see where this goes from here. And uh, I'm also curious what's going to happen with Loki. I mean... Does he go on to something else? Does he, where does he go from here? Hard to tell. I'm not. Um, you think? Uh, I don't know if he's uh, done with uh, Sammy Callahan yet, though. I mean, you, you, did, take him out, you did take him out with a hammer. So you, you think maybe we're going to look at? Uh, oh, you mean Lawler? You're talking Lawler. Lawler, Lawler I'm Lawler. talking low key. Lawler oh. that opens him up to all kinds of uh, oh, uh, obviously uh, ch- challenges. But where, where does sure. low key go from here? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, good question. Guess well, you know what? See. Uh, I think um, the main of the two main matches really kind of made uh, what we saw in that little special pretty darn good. I'll give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact we didn't have Brian Pillman throw Junior thrown down our face that yep. that was good. Uh, no, they just had him. In, they just had him in a backstage vignette with him yeah. doing something stupid I gotta, with the cats and I'm drinking this energy drink. Oh my goodness! I don't even <laughs> like to talk when he gets the cats out there. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand live, and it's some strange crap that makes no sense. Apparently, they keep the demons away. <laughs> Folks, that was this week's edition of MLW. Now, I want to talk about our poll that we had. Wow. Usually, I do that in rumblings. But yep. the, this week, this poll meant a little something. Now, last week, we had announced that the poll we were going to do involved Kushida. Mm-hmm. However, with the debut of Walter, that kind of got us both buzzing between us. And... Uh, we changed the poll, and we made the poll. Do you fans think Walter is the next big WWE thing, or is he just a flash in the pan that no one will remember? 
Now, Elio obviously finds him a bit of a flash in the pan, and we'll discuss that. I obviously think that he's the next best thing, but we wanted to throw it out to you, the folks. And uh, the results are in from our poll. Uh, 62% of the people said he will be the next big, big thing. Well, 38% said flash in the pan. That's a very close numbers. 38 and 62, that's not that far apart, which tells me that uh, there's no decisive idea in the fans mind where walter's gonna go um i'll read the first comment here uh okay jason k singh says he doesn't want to move to the state so let's see how far he goes he should be a major player but i can see him exclusive to nxt uk okay you want to read some more of those elio and let's see <clears throat> marcus kessler said can't come until i see a solid next match then oh. we have some person here named thomas james little Huh. What did he say? He responded saying, this dude has done a stuff in the indies. Marcus kept on, I know, but WWE style is different from the indies. Some wrestlers can't transition. Okay. And Mr. Little replied, true, I'm wondering if his indie cred will transfer to NXT. Bear in mind, this is NXT, NXT UK, not North American NXT or WWE. It definitely has a European flavor. Wow, that guy sure has some legendary thoughts. Huh. <laughs> well, you know what? The fans are divided, but me and Elio, we're not divided. And we put a bet out there, which we emailed personally to Walter himself. And in four years' time, if Walter does not become a big star, I will be on the receiving end of a chop of his. And if he does become a big star... Elio will be on the receiving thing. But you know what? Before we get there, why don't we do uh, an old tradition called the face-off? Elio, I'm going to give you this form for two minutes to tell me why you think Walter is a flash in the pan. I think I might have scared him off. Okay, oh. I am I am ready. <laughs> I am back. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? I, I, you know, the gentleman likes to compose himself rather well. And so I'm going to give him this minute or two here to get himself ready because, let's face it, he's going into a heavyweight battle. He has a big slap in the chest coming. He knows it. So uh, <laughs> I may remind the viewers, I may remind viewers that I have not lost a, uh, a face-off in the history of the show. Okay, so why Walter will fail? Okay. Well, he's a big, intim big guy and an intimidating guy. I think he'll fail because... He looks like a wrestler more from the old school, and what I mean by that is Vince used to like the big guys, but that's not really the WWE style of 2019. In 2019, it's all about, it's a different mentality. That big guy mentality is out. And at one point, like, at one point they were in, but WWE changed their outlook in the, in the, 2000, in the early 2000s. So we're seeing more cruiserweight style with the high flying craziness that we that we've seen from the Hardys and Edge and Christian, but we're seeing more, and I think well, I think we're seeing more like high flying moves, and Walter is just gonna get lost in the shuffle. His style's been successful on the independent scene, but I think in WWE it just won't work. Of course, he'd win matches, being bigger than most, but there there have been major upsets in the past. Okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm just going to respond with, you're wrong. Moving on. No. Okay. Why Walter will be a success? Well, as my uh, esteemed colleague has pointed out, Walter looks and has a characteristic of old school wrestler to him. However, 
it gives him a whole fresh, brand new air about him. He brings in something that isn't out there right now. Um, you may look at someone big like Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman has the uh, elements of old school, but he has all this kind of new school riding behind him. He's, you know, he looks kind of, he's almost cartoonish. He's flipping buses and doing ridiculous things like this. Walter walks out there. He's six foot four, 290 pounds. He walks out there and looks like he'd slap the taste out of your mouth and your mother if you guys were sitting together <laughs> saying stuff. I think Walter has with him a presence and what's different from the wrestlers of old, not only does he have that look, but he has skill. I have seen him do drop kicks. I have seen him do suplexes. I've seen him do complex wrestling moves that makes the guys in the 70s look lost. This is the guy. I think finally he is something unique, something special. And unless WWE managed to screw it up with some weird writing and put Walter in, I don't know, a tag team with Psycho Clown and uh, Hornswoggle, I I think he has a real straight out chance of being something big. I think there's going to be an opportunity where he's going to say, you know what, NXT Europe, it is too small for me. Let's go to the States. Let's show them that the Vienna machine can destroy anybody in the world, including the big boys in the WWE. Walter, I can hardly wait to the day you slap Elio Canella's uh, chest open for doubting you. Okay. Folks, that was this week's <laughs> face-off. Um, this is one of the ones where we're not going to know who the winner or loser for a couple of years. We'll look back at this, Elio, as one of us has an indented <laughs> chest. Hopefully it's you and not me. And uh, we'll laugh about it, hopefully. If one of us can still laugh. Um, <laughs> folks, you know what? Let's run last week's, uh, the one we talked about. Kishida, coming over from New Japan, one of their biggest uh, mid-heavyweight champions. A great wrestler. But will he be lost in NXT? Or will he stand out and succeed within the WWE somewhere? That's next week's poll. Well, you know what, Elio? Uh, before we get going, throw out all that social media. We got, you know what, folks? There's another show. That, obviously, you know that, but just in case you picked us up and didn't know, every Saturday, Wrestling POV, featuring uh, our good friends Rick Serrano the Third. He's that third wheel on that show. Mimi and Tony, and that little felt fellow. <laughs> Do I even have to say his name? Okay, Miguel Cole. Uh, they have a great show talking uh, an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours of smack talking all about SmackDown, WWE, everything WWE related except NXT UK, which we took over. They talk some great stuff. They break down those shows. Uh, they have a great look at it. It's called POV. You know, Tony used to be a professional wrestler. Rick used to be a professional fan. I guess that's not hard. But together, they have really actually great insight looking at these at the product from different ways. Then you get us. The two crazy guys talking all that indie junk that people thought would be forgotten. Elio, throw out some uh, social media stuff out there. Let people know how they can get a hold of us and the main show. Okay, so Wrestling News Source, you can follow them on Facebook. Just go to Wrestling P uh, Wrestling Wrestling POV Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook. Go to Wrestling POV Podcast. Like, follow that page. Instagram, you can follow my Wrestling POV. On Instagram and then on Twitter. You have the Twitter no, handle? <laughs> I had the Twitter handle. I mentioned it last week. I am the worst. No, I didn't have that one. Over. I am the worst at uh, at social media, but it's out there. You know what? Go on to Twitter. I bet you if you just uh, search for Wrestling Podcast POV, you will find it. Or Wrestling POV Wrestling. Yep. Wrestling POV. Um... I bet you actually probably is Wrestling POV. You know what? Um, 
we're still the uh, we're still the dirty little brothers. We don't have and our, it's uh, operated. It's uh, run by Miguel Cole. Oh boy, course. that ought to be great. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, at Wrestling POV on Twitter. All right, and you know what? You can drop any messages you want about global. We're still the uh, the ugly twin bro- twin redheads who didn't get their uh, their own pages yet. <laughs> but you know what, folks? We just want to say this, okay? Uh, we feel bad for the boys at POV. Uh, they didn't have an episode this week. The flu bug got them. Uh, I just want you to know, though, that uh, we here at Global, battling the minus 30 degree weathers, never miss an episode. And we just want to say maybe there are people out there who wait, are delicate and sick. What? Wait a minute. No, no, no. There are people delicate and sick, and maybe they got a little bit of the flu bug. Maybe they got a little bit sick, and they couldn't really put on an episode. We just want you to know that uh, we're there for you guys. And... Uh, we're there wait, for those. Wait, what? Wait, what are you doing? Are you in trouble with the president? What are you talking about? POV? What are you talking we about? We have fire. Oh, you can oh, see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, you know what? Scrap everything I just said. What I'd like to say is, on behalf of the legend T. James Logan and the gentleman Elliot Canella, we wish all of you and the family of WPOV the best of the weekend. We hope forward to seeing you next week. Get better, brothers. Feel better soon, guys. Think they'll buy it?